outbreak of uh COVID-19 aka the coronavirus a lot of people are working and working out from home um and I mean we've talked about this in other podcasts um in regards to like what is the one thing you know you should have at home but actually getting an efficient workout at home might be a little different so if you guys want to talk about sort of what you guys think um should what equipment we should be having at home and what is the most effective way to get a good workout in your house uh get a shake weight uh, shake weight <laughs> so i i have a nice list that i have written out on my phone which i'm not sure i can bring up on my phone without screwing up everything else that we're doing right now so i'm not going to touch that um I was trying to get through my computer, but apparently that's not going to work. Um, I was talking to a couple members about this. Um, obviously, once the gyms were closed, um, a lot of people rushed by equipment. And I know, like, Rogue had to take a day to, like, try to catch up. And a lot of the companies have been like, please bear with us while we're getting stuff out there. Um, I think um, I've already pissed off a couple of with my thoughts on this. I don't think you should be going to buy a comp rack right now. Um, a combo rack, like through, um, don't get me wrong. Like I've got tech of strength systems, Alico and ER at the gym, but it's much more expensive and much less usable than a power rack. Um, I was talking to one of our members the other day about this, like an ER rack shipped to your door is about $2,800. You could get a pretty good, uh, power rack for 700 from a, a company like Rogue or Titan or Elite FTS, um, you can get an adjustable bench for 300 bucks from Rep Fitness. You can get um, a barbell from Rogue and Ohio Power Bar for another 350. You can get all the plates you need off of Craigslist. Don't buy them new; they're not worth it. Don't buy the calibrated ones. Just find them online. Get them cheap, like 50 cents a pound. Um, and even if you're a 700 pound puller, that leaves you at 350 bucks. We're still at like maybe fifteen, sixteen hundred dollars. So you're still over a thousand below um, an ER rack, and now you can do many more exercises. Um, I was talking to a couple of the members that have like ER racks or our Alicos at home, and like you really can't floor you can't floor press out of it because they're too high, and you're not you know you know you don't really want to pull from the safeties like using them like blocks. That's not really an option. With the power rack, you can floor press, you can military, you can do, they have a pull-up bar attachment. Usually you can get all these other attachments, you know, for relatively cheap and you can do a lot more things. Um, that would be my go-to, like if you're looking to do, if you're looking to stay in the powerlifting realm um, and really try to keep your max strength up. If you're trying to just get a good workout in, you can save a lot more money and a lot more space. Um, my go-to would be sandbags and ultimate sandbag training. Um the DVRT system, the dynamic variable resistance training um, with one bag. If you have like three different fillers to it, you can make, you know, several different weights to it and you can do a thousand exercises and it takes up, you know, three square feet. Um, 
that's probably going to be the most functional stuff and the cheapest. You can get a bag for like 120 bucks and then sand from Home Depot and fill it. Um, that would that would be my first go to. Um, it depends on what you want to spend. Bands are bands will give you a lot of stuff to do and they're really cheap. Um, Elite FTS, their long bands are great. Uh, the mini bands that perform better are really helpful. The perform better bands are like two bucks a band. The elite ones go from like four to twenty five, depending how thick you're getting. Um, it, you know, it depends. Like dumbbells, like you know, if you get a good adjustable dumbbell set, you can go from three hundred on. You know, if you find them on Craigslist, to like maybe a thousand brand new. Um, if you're looking for like with the the stand and everything and really heavy weight, um, again, those don't take up as much space. So that's helpful. Um, but I think it just comes down to your priority um, of what you're looking to maximize at home um or if you're going if if you're gonna use the home gym as a secondary gym um you know like someone that comes to our place like i've got all the equipment obviously at the gym and you kind of offset it at home with the stuff that you need if you can't come in um or if you're going to make it your full-time gym where obviously then you want to have more things um a couple of our members have legitimate full gyms with like a cable system and dumbbells and a rack and multiple different bars and glute ham raise. Uh, you can do that if you want, but I think you need to sit down first and say, okay, how much money do I want to spend on this? And how much space do I have? And then think about how much are you going to use it? Um, I've, I've, Brian's probably heard me say this. I don't say I'd probably not as much, but like I tell everyone when they look for the home gyms, like it sounds like this great idea at first and everyone loves the idea. And then it's really easy to just not use it. Yep. Um, so don't go out and spend like five grand where six months from now, I'm just going to buy it from you online at half price because you're not using it. <laughs> um, and you laugh, but I mean, like, that's like, you guys know, we've got about 25,000 pounds of plates in the gym and except for the kilo plates, every single one was bought used online. Mm-hmm. So probably 17,000 pounds of plates that were bought used that people probably spent $2 a pound for. And I spent. 50 cents a pound or less. Um, I started all of our stuff, you know, we've upgraded everything since then, but we've started everything on, from Craigslist and Facebook marketplace really cheap because people bought stuff and then don't use it. Um, so, you know, like that's why I'm saying like, you just think twice about what you're doing. I know uh, most pofters, especially USA pale crowd want to go out and buy a combo rack right away. But, a combo rack, like I said, is much more expensive and a lot more limiting on what you can do uh, compared to a, a full power rack. I just talked a lot about that. <laughs> no, it's, it's interesting. Like the resale value and like whenever this is all over, like is going to be insane. And like how many other local gyms are going to benefit from like resale because no one else is going to have like it became the thing to do to go like everyone panicked, especially like specific powerlifting crowds because like if you only train you know squat bench dead what do you do outside of it right what if you don't have those tools anymore and it's i mean and some people if you are going to buy used do your homework um there's been a few things that i've seen online that people are selling because they have it um you know some stuff was like oh wow i've been sitting on these dumbbells for five years i've never used them i can sell them at least get some money back and uh, one of our members, Tim, just got a set of the uh, the power blocks from 5 to 125 or 150, I think. Like a really nice set with the stand for probably half price, if not cheaper, which is a great deal. Um, 
that's awesome that he was able to find that and get that. On the other hand, I've seen someone selling a combo rack uh, for about two and a half times the price of what it costs if you bought it brand new uh, because they're gouging because they know people want stuff. Um, and the problem is if you don't do your homework, like someone's going to go out and spend that money on that and realize how badly they got ripped off down the line when they go to sell it and can't get anything for it. Um, so that's a tough one. Like I said, you know, it's going back and forth. I mean, I sold a lot of stuff from the gym recently that was all overload stuff that we didn't need. Um, so it was things that like, I wouldn't make deals on it because I didn't need to sell it right away. So I didn't need the money. Um, but I'm also not overcharging. Um, like I said, everything I saw, all the plates I sold were 50 cents a pound. Uh, most of the stuff we sold was at, at 50% off of what it would be new. Um, if not more. Um, so before you buy something online, uh, like from Craigslist or our Facebook marketplace, at least look it up from a reputable company first and see what it costs. If you see that like, you know, rogue selling their power rack for 700 and someone's selling it for 1200, just, wait, wait a week and buy it from Rogue. Um, but yeah, like I said, prioritize like right now, um, obviously with the gym shut down I lent out a lot of equipment. Um, uh, has got some of my stuff. Brian, has got some stuff. Uh, Brian's got a more fleshed out home gym. Um, I brought one of my racks home. So I have, um, one rack in my garage right now. I have a one car garage that's also used for a lot of storage. So it's tight. Um, I, don't have much space. I can do a few things, but I actually brought home a rack, uh, a T-Rex that I can hang out from a tree outside, um, a sandbag, uh, a pair of adjustable dumbbells and, um, bands. I think that was all I brought home. I didn't bring home a ton of stuff cause I can get, I can get a ton of stuff covered with that. Um, but most of my garage is now taken up with space. Um, again, if you have a big, if you have a bigger garage or a full basement, then maybe you do that. But I don't have that, uh, in my house. So I took what I could fit. Um, but like, I know like some people, uh, took a rack home and then I gave a military press and they can't do it because the ceilings are too low. Um, or they deadlift on the third floor and they go through the ceiling. Um, you know, so that's a tough one. Like you gotta be careful about it. Like think about these things. Like, uh, Kim that I coach in Thailand, Kim I, on like the 17th floor or something like she just got a rack, which is awesome. But like, we're not going to deadlift. We're, we're going to do a lot of RDLs while she's home. A lot of good mornings because she's worried about going through the floor and I'm terrified of her texting me and be like, Hey, I went to the floor. Um, but like, yeah, but like, you know, sandbag, like I know it's not going to be a Mac deadlift obviously with a sandbag, but we can get a good training effect with a lot of other options. Um, Gary did a uh, double kettlebell, 35 pounds, um, like a sumo stance deadlift with a band running from one foot through the kettlebells to the other foot. And he was surprised at how difficult that was, um, you know, 70 pounds plus band tension. He was like, wow, I can't believe how hard that was with 70 pounds. It, this is the kind of time I would say, like, I kind of told all of our members, like, this time to try something new. If you want to try yoga, Pilates, like do that. Or if you want to like work on, work on things that hurt. So if you need to do some rehab, prehab type stuff, um, get in better shape. Um, almost everything I'm writing is, um, supersets and circuits, very low rest, try to keep people moving as much since the weight's not going to be as heavy. Um, and just like I said, have kind of have fun with it instead of worrying about where your max strength is going to be. 
Um, your max strength won't drop off as much as you think. It'll be there when we get back. Um, so don't freak out about it. And like I said, don't drop five grand unless you really just have five grand that you want to burn. Um, I said, I'm worried about for my members that, you know, they're going to spend all this money on equipment and then come right back to the gym and it's going to collect us like a lot of people's do. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I, like I said, I've been talking to a lot of people about this because they, you know, some people went out and bought stuff right away and some people waited and some people had some stuff already and they're just kind of filling it in. But, um, yeah, you don't need to go crazy. Um, Tim posted a video of him doing dumbbell press and band press downs and some rows in his what looks to be probably eight by eight storage space in his apartment. Um, you know, it's a little like those little fenced in areas that they have, like in apartment complexes. And he got a pretty good workout in a very small area, which is pretty cool. Like I was like, I was pumped to see that from him. Like, that's like so cool that he could do that. Um, or like I said, you could take one sandbag and go outside and get a lot done. Um, and I, I'm not trying to say don't spend money with these companies like Elite ONER and Texas strength systems. Cause when we get back from this, I'm probably buying stuff from Texas strength systems. Um, and like I said, I have all the other, I have those other combo racks, but like, it's different. I'm, you know, I'm a gym with, you know, a hundred people coming in. Like if you're training by yourself, you probably don't need that. Um, but you know, it's not my, not my call for what you want to spend either. Yeah. I think you can like break this into groups of how people are reacting and, uh, buying certain things and whatnot. But like, Bottom line is that you, you probably can't train the way you were training before, so why not use the opportunity to do something else? Like, you've been, you gave us a whole list of options of, you know, now was the perfect time to work on some nagging mobility issue that you've had an issue with for years, but you didn't do it because it wasn't priority. Like, make all the shit that wasn't priority that's been, you know, you've been ignoring the priority now. I don't, like, I always the same thing, like, when someone gets injured, I always, it sucks, but you try to spend it like, oh, well, now you have this opportunity to train the shit out of your biceps or something like that. Like, get the biggest biceps in the world. Like, there's nothing but time right now. You're not doing shit. So, like, pick one thing and, and work at it that you wouldn't normally do if it was just normal time. But get bigger biceps is the bigger. The big. Now, for uh, both of you, um, how has this affected uh sort of programming and coaching because i know a lot of you have that in face in face interaction with your athletes now that's sort of gone for a little bit so how is that going to change sort of your approach to programming now that you're not seeing these people more often or yeah yeah i mean brian and i've both been online coaching for a while so we're not entirely not used to this this is not crazy um but I was saying, like, you know, of a gym of a when I say gym, I'm talking about all the people that, you know, work out with us or program with us. There's probably a little over 100 and like 25 have pretty full home gyms. So, like, you know, not a whole lot changed. Um, I just asked for everyone to give me an equipment list and we kind of went through there. And some people it's like, OK, we just, you know, we got to take out safety squat bar. We're going to high bar front squat instead. But otherwise, it's pretty um, pretty much the same as it was before like that. Um you know, people sending me videos like we like we've always done online. Um, you know, I've been doing a lot more texting because I'm not seeing people, so I'm texting a lot. Um, 
but then the harder one is, like I said, for the people that don't have anything. Um, uh, Nick emailed me, was like, I have one red band from Elite FTS. Go. And I was like, oh, shit. So, like, you know, I wrote him a four-day workout with body weight and one red band. And my goal was to try to smoke them um, and get a good workout in that hits a whole lot of things while using very little equipment. Um, so that's been, I think, the tougher thing is getting into, like, sitting down and be like, okay, what does this person have? What do we have to change? What do we have to do differently because of the limitations of equipment? Um, but then some of it is how thoughtful you can be with some of the equipment, too. Um, Mitch sent me a video the other day of him doing um, skull crushers with a kitchen chair. Um, it was a little weird, but he, like, he laid down, grabbed the chair by the legs, and started doing skull crushers. I thought that was kind of a cool idea. Um um melissa uh that brian coaches i'm just super pumped where she put like uh i don't know if she did a pvc or just a broomstick and she put it through like two water jugs um and used it like a barbell um you know a, a gallon jug is gonna weigh eight nine pounds um that was a you know a good idea to give you something similar but different um just look around the house what do you have um you know if you're doing super high rep stuff like a shoulder 50s type exercise you can probably grab soup cans they're probably going to be heavy enough um or like my backyard's a good example i've got a lot of big stones um you know go out and grab find a stone that you can pick up and bring to your chest and use it like a kettlebell like it's like like for a goblet squat um but that's been the hard part for me is like i said trying to figure out big okay who has what what equipment are they using what um what space do they have you know again like if you're on the third floor um giving someone jumping jacks might not make the people underneath them very happy um so it's trying to be a little bit more mindful of everything instead of just the workout itself which has been difficult um you know i've been trying to keep keep track of everything with that and it's just been difficult on like i said who gets what and where and as we get into the second week of kind of doing that and it's a little bit easier because now at least I know what the, you know, the first week had in sore form. Um, but yeah, it's been, it's been very different. Um, I wouldn't want to be a full time online coach. I like, I like being a person. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's, I guess like it's fun. Not, um, fun's not the right word. It's, it's different because you get to be like creative and like the first week I was kind of excited like oh what can we do I have like Chris is doing like got yeah. with like laundry I'm I'm the weirdest that's from my wife <laughs> her, her her says weirdo uh, you're the weirdest coffee break coffee break guys coffee break but that's like that's was fun at first but now becoming like we don't know how long this is going to last. So like, it's fun for now. <laughs> like I can, you can like pick up like, Oh, try this. This is something I thought of like, how can I make you or give you a really hard workout with you did, like a, a fucking can of soup or something. Like it's, it's fun to be creative like that. I also have a lot less clients than he does. So like it's, it's, it gets hard and tedious once you get down to like each in the, in the person's needs and how long they can do this for. Yeah, so, I think that. I think. Go ahead, side. No, no, go for it. I was gonna ask a different question. That's all right. right. I think. I think one of the hardest parts with stuff like this is, like what Brian just said, is finding the the 
the needs of the person. Um, when you've when you're when you've got a million different things to use, um, you can really hit each individual person's needs very easily. Um, Matt Mills owns Lightning Fitness made a post the other day that this is a this is a really good time to weed out those terrible internet coaches that don't know what they're doing other than copying programs. Because when you're limited to what you have for equipment wise, what do you do now? Um, you know, like, can you give someone a good workout with one red band or, um, one, one, one of our members, uh, Ariel was like, I have an ab wheel. That's it. An ab wheel. And I was like, shit. All right. How do I come up with like a three day program based on body weight and an ab wheel? Um, you know, your options become more limited and, People think body weight stuff's super easy. Well, some of it is, um, but there's always ways to make things harder. And I think that's um, part of what I'm seeing, like with the the influx of um, like the Zoom classes or online, you know, minimal body weight, minimal equipment, body weight programs is they're all fairly similar. Um, there's not a lot of differences, you know, like do more reps. Um but you have to learn how to modify exercises um, to make them easier or harder. Um, you know, with, when you're doing weights, it's easy. Add more weight, use less weight. Super easy. Um, when you're doing body weight, like, you know, how do you make push-ups easier? How do you make push-ups harder if you're really good at them? How do you make them really hard if you can start knocking out push-ups, like, by the, you know, by the hundred? Um, you know, because we have several members that can knock out 50 and no problem. So how do you make push-ups difficult without just doing crazy amounts of volume? Um, or the same thing with like, you know, lunges, how do you do it where like, if you're not holding any weight at what point is, you know, doing sets of 40 on lunges, just ridiculous. Um, so I think that's, you know, it's a really interesting way to see who's, who knows what they're doing when it comes to exercise stuff. Um, instead of just, oh yeah, add 10 pounds to the bar. Yeah. What was your question, Syed? Nothing, nothing. It was it was uh, gonna be how uh, how deep in your like mind palace, if you will, are you like pulling exercises out from? Like, are these exercises that like you're making up on the fly? Like, I, I like, are you building these exercises based upon like physiological knowledge of how you want to hit certain muscle groups, or is there like one book that you read like ten years ago that you're like, yep, this is the book I'm gonna use right now? Well, I think. Um... Some of them trying to be creative, you know, like I said, like if you've got a red band and that's it, like how can we combine things to make it a little bit more difficult? Um, but I don't think I'm, I mean, I know for a fact I'm not making anything up. I, that's not how my brain works. I can learn something and then apply it, but I'm not making up a new exercise. You know, like one of my favorites is like shoulder three ways where you do like a lateral raise, pull it towards the front, then go up overhead and then reverse it slowly. Um, one of the ones they did the other day, we just had people do it with one hand. It makes it a little bit harder. They can't lean to the core. It's got to work harder. Um, you know, you know, I've never written it like that before, but it was just a super easy switch that made, got focused on the same thing we wanted to do, but we got a couple more things involved and made it more difficult, um, with, you know, minimal weight. Um, a couple of them, you know, I'm doing more combo exercises, stuff like, a like a lunge to curl the press, because normally I don't like that idea because you're limited on what you can lunge because of what you can curl. Um, cause hopefully you can lunge with more weight than you can curl. Um, but now if you've got like a pair of eight pound dumbbells and that's it, then don't, I don't, I'm not as worried about it. So now I'm like, all right, lunge to curl the press. Let's do that. Where normally, like I said, I wouldn't write that. Um, there's a couple books that like, um, 
I read years ago, uh, convict conditioning, which I can't remember the author. I think it's from, uh, it came out from the Russian kettlebell certification stuff, but, um, that book was like all body weight stuff based on, um, how to make more, you know, things more difficult. I, they did a lot with like one on pushups, um, different pull-up variations. Is that um, the book? Huh? Is that the Bronson book? Uh, what's his name? I feel like it's Al, it might be Al Cavadlo. I no. can't. Okay. There's a couple of those guys that I, I'm, I don't remember which one that is, but like that one I remember reading years ago, that was really good. Um, and then just like, like you think like I'm, I'm trying to write up a different thing right now, instead of having, here's your workout for the day, I'm trying to figure out here's your template for the day. So if you think of different movements, like I generally try to think of, some, uh, some kind of a squat, some kind of a hinge, some kind of a push pull, some kind of core exercise, some kind of single leg exercise. Um, you know, what can you fill in with body weight? Um, you know, obviously there's a lot of options. Um, it, the easiest way is just to think of what you do normally in the gym and take away the weight. Um, but again, how can we make them more difficult without adding weight? Um, and then, you know, I've seen I've, everyone's posting like, okay, slow it down, pause. Okay, well, how about more than that? Um, that's where I, like I mentioned, the sandbags before. Um, Josh and Jessica, their their blog is like uh, it's the best right now of information. Um, each blog though is like an article; they're long, um, but they do, you know, changing your your foot position and how it can change an exercise or changing your hand position. So like, um, they'll do like the, you know their sandbag in mornings if they're in a normal stance, if they go to a, like more of a sprinter stance, so like their toes line up with their heel and they're on their uh, normal width, but the back foot's up on the toe, you're loading that front leg a little bit more. And then they'll go into more of a split squat stance and then they'll go to a slide. Um, all these things are making a good morning different and more difficult while um, not fundamentally changing it. It's just like tweaking it um, or like pressing. They'll take their sandbag and they'll grab, you know, they'll put their, the bag on their fists and press straight up. And then the next one, they'll go fist and then on the outside and they'll, and they'll pull the bag and they'll go on the outsides. Um, and each one has a different feel, even though, again, it's not a fundamentally different exercise. So if you can figure out how to do one of them, you can do a ton of variations um, with minimal tweaks. Um, so like I said, I don't, I'm not, I'm just stealing shit um, and trying to apply it appropriately. Um and hopefully, like I said, like, you know, a lot of them keeping the rest super short. So I'm sure everyone hates me. Um, trying to use it as more of a conditioning effect while we're at it. Um, but no, I, like, I, I don't think there's anything. I went to the gym the other day to look for my books. I was going through my books and there wasn't anything that like jumped out. That was like, oh, this one. Um, I think it was just a combination of everything and just applying the principles accordingly and not just being like, oh, this is a workout yeah, there's like, I think there's some people that you that like we both program for that like like to have a, a, a degree of freedom and what they want to do, and it's it's cool to give them that that option where you give them like, hey, do pick a single leg squat exercise something like that. But there's like you can get lost in how many if you break it down to how many different variations like like move your toe forward an inch. Like what the fuck does that mean? But it, it's a there's a million things you could do to, to make it uh, maybe not like change like 
a ton of exercise, but I can add a degree of something exercise. Even if you just do like a lot of things I like doing, or if I'm doing like, instead of just doing reverse flies for endless amounts of time, do a single arm reverse fly. It's nothing. It's just one less thing, but it can change exercise completely. And it's, um, it's hard. You can, I find myself getting lost in the amount of things that you could do. Um, so for us, it's kind of like what creative things can we come up with to keep in line with what we want you to do. But like, I don't know, I definitely pull from like, uh, like Joe DeFranco and Jim Smith and uh, Eric Cress. Like they, they all post stuff like this where it's like some different degree of something that you probably haven't thought of before. But so there's endless amounts of like inspiration you could pull from. And I think it's just a matter of like honing in what you want to do. Well, I think that's a good point where you said, Brian, like, like so what I've been trying to write up is like this template kind of video where it says like squat. And then, you know, there you'd have a drop down of like, now it depends on what equipment you have, obviously, but body weight squat. Um, and then you can add to it a kettlebell, a dumbbell, a sandbag, your dog, whatever. And then you can, instead of holding it at your chest, you can hold it at your shoulder. Um, you can hold, you can press it out in front of you while you're doing it. Dance. You can pause. Like if you think about it, there's probably ten to twelve different kinds of modifiers that we can do. I know, you know, the big one right now is like the one and a half reps. Hit the bottom, come halfway up, go back down, come back up. That's a full. That's one rep now. Um, that's another good one. But like if you, you can get lost. Um, and I was starting to do this. I was filling out the exercises, and I was like, okay, here's the basic exercises, and here's all the modifiers. When you're done, you could have an exercise that's going to be like a sprinter stance goblet squat with press out with three second eccentric two second pause half rep back up back down come back up i mean that started off as a goblet squat and we worked our way like seven steps over and like that was off the top of my head and we didn't do anything else even crazy like there's a lot more you can do to that um and at some point it just becomes um paralysis by analysis like you're just choosing so many you've got so many choices that you don't know what to do you're just like ah fuck it i'm not doing it um i almost want to make it like i almost want to do a drop down thing on like excel or google sheets and has it have it like a random generator where we used to do this back in my garage we'd have a a 20-sided dungeons and dragons dice and we'd roll that and if it you know whatever it came up with that's what you did so if you roll the 17 you just went down and be like oh number 17 is this do that I kind of want to do that as like a random generator and just be like, okay, here's the exercise, here's the modifier, and kind of go from that. Because, um, like I said, otherwise you could, you could, you could lose your mind trying to pick which squat to do, um, where you could have just, just done some squats. Yeah. I guess uh, I, especially now when we have so much time to think of stuff. I'll just spend like hours figuring out how to change a fucking curl. Like it's insane. <laughs> but like, well, that's the point. Is like, there's so much stuff you can do. I think people have their normal routines, and now that they can't do exactly the same thing, I think like, oh, there's nothing left. There's so much left. It's just hopefully, as coaches, we can like show you that. And, and right. Show you, and this is like the perfect time to try something new, try something different like that. So. I'm trying to bring up one of my sheets on the computer and like, I mean, I think 
when we and if we think back to the gym, like so, you know, at, we were doing um, videos on a lot of our exercises and how to do them, and a lot of the stuff that you think about, it's pretty uh, standard, I guess. So, like, you know, you're used to doing your bench press, okay? Well, something as easy as changing your grip, like you said, you can go close grip, you can go wide grip, you can go illegal wide grip. Um, there's a lot of different options that you can do there that just changing your grip. Um, and like I said, I, I mean, I made a quick list of, I just put here, like for the modifiers, changing your tempo, pausing your foot placement, your hand placement, the rep scheme itself, like how you're doing it, uh, how much rest you're using, um, some of the miscellaneous things like closing your eyes. I know it sounds ridiculous, but close your eyes when you do it and it changes the stimulus a ton. Mm -hmm. Um, and then you can combine those. Like I said, so I've got written down one, two, three, four, five, six, seven different kinds of modifiers. And I know I have a few more like in my notes. So there's probably 10. Um, you could get to a point where it just gets like, like insane. Um, like I've got written on here squat. So like it says, like it says exercise and then it's got all those things going across the screen. So like if you did a squat, you can do just a regular body weight squat, which is normal. And then you can change the tempo. You can add a pause. You can make your feet wider. Um, you can hold anything in your hands. You can move that weight farther away from you. You can change the rep scheme. Like I said, you can do rest pause. You can do time sets. Um, keep the rest shorter. Close your eyes. And if you did all, I, I mean, that gave, that's like, if you added one thing, so squat plus, and then you did one modifier, that's eight exercises. If you started combining, you're at a hundred exercises from one thing. Now, again, like, so we just turned one body weight squat into a hundred different choices, most of which would probably get ridiculous, right? Like I said, like a squat with a five second eccentric, a three second pause at the bottom. We're doing a wider stance, holding something out in front of us, one and a half reps for a time set, you know, rest, pause into the next set with your eyes closed. Like, you should slap me if I wrote that. <laughs> if you ever read something with my eyes, I'm going to fire you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, like, but I, yeah, no, I think I think this is, I think this is, again, like, I like what Matt said about this is going to show where coaches actually know what they're doing or not. Mm -hmm. Because when it's when you're doing, when you're getting ready for powerlifting, you just grab the barbell and start squatting because that's your sport. But now if you don't have that, now what do you do? Because if you can squat 550 pounds, then doing a bodyweight squat for a set of 10 hopefully it's not that hard unless you're that out of shape. Um, so now the problem is how do you make it harder? Um, cause you're not going to get a max strength workout from 10 body weight squats. Um, but you know, so like I said, how can we make that harder to get some kind of muscular action out of it and still, and then like I said, use it for conditioning. And if you happen to have a barbell, cool, but there's more than just that. Yeah. Thank you for listening to the Team GPT podcast. Follow us on Instagram at Team GPT. For any questions about the gym, go to GleasonPerformance.com. And for any questions regarding the podcast, email Brian at GleasonPerformance.com.